You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Oge Ogui, the lead pastor of Circle Church International. He envisions all men living Christ-centered lives. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. I bless God for all the testimonies that we heard today, some of them striking, all of them equally important. I mean, we can, we can see the hand of God and the power of God. One of the things that excites me the most about testimonies in Circle Church Global is not just that, oh, the pastor said and so we saw. Sometimes it's testimonies like, I just got a prompting in my heart to pray. It gives me joy. It gives me joy that as a believer, you are so tuned to the leading of God that even at a moment's notice, you could be doing something else, and at a moment's notice, the Lord just brings that leading in your heart, and you know to pray. One got a prompting in her heart to pray for her mom. The mom was healed. Another got a prompting in, her, in his heart to pray for his brother and to call the brother back, and the Lord delivered him. That's, that, many times, hmm. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear growth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I like to see growth. And you will experience that growth in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. For everyone who testified trusting God for something else, the Lord will deliver the heart desires in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. What was that song we were singing when we started? Our hearts are open. I, I don't remember the melody line anymore. It's something like that. So as, as, as Anne was singing, I, I, the song just dropped in my spirit. Total. So now I have forgotten it. Because, but there's a recording, thankfully. So we'll return back to it and watch it. And make it an anthem in this church. All right. I want to charge you very briefly this morning. Praise the Lord. Crested worship, please, could you move this way? I, I want to see everyone today. Sorry for the stress. Is there space for them? Ah, I remember my friend's song. Yahweh, 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 our hearts are ready, Yahweh, our hearts are ready, Yahweh. Amen. Um, we had a couple of birthdays during the week. It was Didi's birthday, it was Akuma's birthday, it was Celestina's birthday, one more person. Who? Asta La V. Where's he? Why didn't you raise your hand? You deformed us. It was Asta La V's birthday as well. Whose birthday? Dami Omolusi. True, it was her birthday as well. I think we've called everyone. You guys had your birthday in a special week. You had your birthday in a week that the Lord was up to something in his body. to be sensitive to the movement of God 
Do you hear what I'm saying? Be sensitive to the movement of God. And the only way you can learn that is if you learn to be sensitive as a believer, generally. Have times of quiet. Like, you are not making noise. You know, we get so busy. Even when we want to rest, we are busy. You are looking for where to go to, what to do. Have moments where you just by yourself. You just lie down. You're not necessarily praying in tongues or doing anything. You're probably just listening to gospel music and your heart is quiet. So that you will be sensitive to the movement of God. Because I tell you this, I speak the truth in Christ, I lie not. There is something God is doing this season in his body. And as a church, you know that we have a doctrine on suffering. We know that there will be tribulations in this world. Is that correct? But there is a deliverance the Lord is bringing to his body that will take people out of hardship. It's happening in this season. Because it is through the prosperity of God's people that his gospel will spread. And so if the nation is in trouble and his people are in trouble, then the gospel is in trouble. And so God will always create a way of escape every now and again for his children. Such that the entire Jerusalem was under a siege in AD 70, but not one Christian was harmed. It's a thing. And I think a season, this is one of those seasons. It's a good thing that we fasted and prayed in this season. If you didn't fast and pray, you are owing us. Take your time this month, this week that you are going into. The window is still open. Fast and pray. It won't take anything to fast and pray. Just leave food for a bit. Praise the Lord. Oh, I, I fast, but I usually break my fast by 12. Take it a little bit further. Um, Temitokwe came to report herself on the stage that sometimes she will fast three times in the week. Three, we fasted six days. You fasted three days. Why? My God. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 1 to 7. I want to talk about something that I've spoken about before in this church. And I believe this miracle service is a good time to bring it back. It is called the zeal of the Lord. The zeal of the Lord. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. Say loud, amen. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Say loud, amen. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Say loud, amen. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at, at, at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. Say loud, amen. The bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot is um, used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a government is a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the 
greatness of his government and his and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over, over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Read the last line together. Everybody wants to go. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform us. There is a term or terminology that, that, that was used in the in ancient times and it's it, it, it this term the zeal of the Lord is not peculiar to just God Almighty it was used to describe a jealous tension that existed between gods so um, you would tell you would read stories of how um, there are two gods especially when you read those religions that had um, multiple gods. They, they were not monotheistic in their worldview. They had multiple, they had a pantheon of gods. Um, you would have worldviews where this god is fighting this god. And that tension that existed between them was called zeal. It was a jealousy with which one god achieved the desires of his heart, regardless of what was standing before him. And there's a reason why the Bible uses that term. Um, um, continuously or consistently especially from the Old Testament even into the New and the reason is this there was a passion with which God drove his agenda over Israel so much so let me explain let me give you a perfect example of the zeal of the Lord if a, a king a pagan king captures Israel, takes them into captivity for months, years, hundreds of years, they are in captivity. And when it is time to let them go, the Lord inquires, he asks, let my people go that they may serve me. And the, and the Pharaoh says, no. And then God says, no problem. And so, ten times he puts those gods to shame. He starts from the least of their gods to the greatest of their gods, including Pharaoh himself turned the Nile to blood. There was no extent to which he didn't go to set his people free. There is the zeal of the Lord. So when the Lord has spoken something over your life, I want you to know that there is a zeal with which he will drive that thing. You can bet on it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can bet on it. The Lord said it's a season of favor for you. And now, you've believed that. But now and again, you find the devil rears his ugly head up. You begin to doubt. The only thing that will stop what God has said from being done in your life is you. When you say, I don't want anymore. But if you truly believe and stay on it and insist on it, the zeal of the Lord will perform it. This is a short charge. After this charge, I hope you have written your prayer request. Yes, today I will give you enough time to take each element of that prayer request and commit it to the zeal of the Lord. Ah. Are you there? Isaiah 37, 31 to 32. It says, And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall again take roots downward and bear fruit upward. Say, I will take roots downward and bear fruit upward. 
First of all, there is a kind of life that God expects you to live. Where you are not easily uprooted. You know, this teaching series that we've been taking, I've spoken about this before. But last week we talked about endurance. Where you will take roots downward. So sometimes the first thing God is concerned about is helping you take roots downward. Where you are not easily swept away by the waters of life. You see, when there is a flood, it is the um, plants that are not deeply rooted that get swept away. You would hardly find a tree that has roots downward swept away by a flood. Except the roots were shallow. Good. God expects you to first take roots downward. But he can guarantee that if you have taken roots downward, you will bear fruits upward. That much will be accomplished by the zeal of the Lord. What am I trying to tell you? As certain as it is that there will be times of tribulation, make no mistakes, there will be times of plenty. In fact, the hotter the tribulation, the more the fruit you will bear will be. So when the devil tries his best, pushes the most, he does all he can. He has read up his ugly head to the uttermost in your life. Understand one thing. The zeal of the Lord is committed to you bearing fruit out of that season. And I know that part of the fruit is patience. Uh, it will make you a better person. But no, I'm talking about deliverance from the day of trouble. Not only will the Lord deliver you, there is such a thing as divine speed. Are, are you with me? Where you recover all that was lost and do it in faster time than people expected. You don't understand. We are like arrows launched from the hands of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? When others, when others start running in their might, the Lord may have pulled you back and held you back for a reason. But the reason why you pull an arrow back is to launch it with greater speed. Are you with me? So the Lord, it may have looked like, oh, everybody has gone forward. But I tell you something, there is a thing like divine speed. My God, my God. There, I, there is a popular man of God in this country. Finished Bible school years ago. Wanted to start ministry, the Lord said, it's not time, wait. So he waited, he was waiting, others started, they were moving on. What are you doing, the Lord said, I should wait. What are you doing, the Lord said, I should wait. The Lord asked him to wait until 2018. In 2018, he planted the church. Now, by 2023, the church sits, the church has a building that sits 100,000 people. Dunamis. Do you know that church was planted in 2018? five years divine speed is a phenomenon do you hear what I'm saying when the Lord shows up it looks like it happened overnight what people don't see is that you were taking roots downward to bear fruit upward and the zeal of God will perform it I know that about your lives It doesn't take God weeks to change a man's story. What am I trying to do this morning? I want to stir up your faith. I want you to put faith in Jesus. It doesn't take God weeks 
to change a man's story. It doesn't. A man can sleep in the prison the night before and the night after he's sleeping in the palace. He will go from prisoner to prime minister. It's a thing that has happened over and over and over and again. I was listening to a testimony a man shared. I was listening to a testimony a man shared. He went for a meeting. And like pastors do, he called this young man out to use him as an example. And then he said, look at this young man. The place you are seeing him now, this is the lowest he will ever be in his life again. Of course, the entire church said, amen. The young man said, amen. What the pastor didn't know was that the young man he was holding didn't have transport to go home. Didn't know where to get it from. Didn't have money to eat. And you know when you are at the lowest of the low? That was where this guy was. Well, after that, he went to meet his own pastor. You know this man that declared was an invited guest. So he went to meet the, his own pastor. And he said, well, this man declared over my life. And I came into it. And I'm just keeping, I'm coming to keep myself accountable to you. Went out to look for a job. Got a job to mow lawns. To clear grass. He was thanking God. The Lord is turning his story around. Um, his name was Peter. This is a true life story. His name was Peter. He, um, the company he worked for got a contract to go and low, um, to mow the lawns in the then River State Government House. Right at the time, Peter Odili was the governor. This young man has a certificate. He's mowing lawns. He's mowing lawns, Peter Odili is walking around, and then Peter Odili looks at him and says, you, stand up, um, you, come. What's your name? He said his name. He said, uh, you speak very good. Did you go to school? Yes. What's your name? He said, Peter. Uh, yeah, Peter, I'm Peter. He said, okay, come to my office tomorrow morning. The next morning, he went to the guy's office, to the governor's office, and the governor already had a PA, so the governor called the PA and said, I want this guy, to, this, guy this Peter guy, to resume duties with you as my PA. I'm telling you, within two weeks, he went from, I don't know what to eat, to the PA of the governor. True life story. By the time, in fact, this man of God that was sharing the testimony said that when he traveled back to Portacot to preach, he wasn't preaching in this guy's church again, but the guy called him, he said, I heard you are in town. He said, yes. He said, I need you to come around. He said, I'm on my way to the airport. I can't come. What do you need? He said, come, there's somebody that needs to see you. So after much persuasion, he drove to the guy's office. And then they dropped a bag of money in front of him. And the guy said, this is my seat. This is thank you. He said, I haven't stolen. I haven't taken anything. But virtue of being this man's PA, where somebody is going, they just say, ah, you're doing a good job. Take this money. Ah, you're doing a good job. Take this amount. And it's not 5K they are giving him. I'm telling you, God can change a man's life. And I sense that God is doing that in our midst. I know many times when the Lord prompts me to bring a word like this, it's because he wants to do something here. He wants to do something here. I've seen testimonies. I've heard testimonies. 
What about testimonies? Some of you have those testimonies. You just, you know, many times we don't, we don't sit down to think of what God has done. You just left school. You have not even finished NYSE. You have gotten like three job offers. Job that every other person is looking for. God is able to turn the life of a man in a night. And his zeal will perform it. I prophesy over your lives. The fruits that will show the hand of the Lord on your life will become evident from today. You will start to bear that fruit in the name of Jesus. Mm. I want you to learn God's timing. Matthew chapter 16 from verse 1 to 3. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting him, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Verse 2. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. Verse 3. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you, can you not discern the signs of the times? Let me give you a principle. There is always a sign that God is moving. Do you hear what I'm saying? God hardly ever moves without a sign that he's about to move, that he's about to do something. Sometimes even the sign is in nature. Can I calm down? Think of the fact that the three wise men Followed the star to where Jesus was. Like they, they, they actually traced a star and followed it. And where the star stopped, they said, This is where the Messiah was. And they opened it and they were correct. It means there is a sign. I'm not saying you should go and become an astrologer, but I'm saying there is a sign. In seasons, be sensitive to discern the signs of the time. Many of us, we play away, we play through, we play through those seasons. Let me tell you one of such signs. When you see the hand of the devil, he's trying, you know, there's the hand of the devil he tried, then, then he's trying extra hard. There's a sign. One of the things that preceded the coming of our Lord Jesus was that the devil took his time to kill all the children that were born in that season. Because there was a sign. There must be a sign. So, now, you are going through life and things are happening. You don't understand that the things that are happening are a distraction. Because there's something that you are meant to be doing to prepare yourself for what is coming. But instead of spending time in prayer, spending time in fasting, telling God, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for all. Open my eyes. Let me not miss the time of my shining. Let me not miss this time. Instead of that, we spend all the time complaining. God, why is this season happening? Why is this happening to me? We ought to be discerning enough to know when the times are here. 
and I tell you the truth in Christ, this is one of such moments. The, Jesus said, the same way you can look up, if you look out now, it's cloudy. Every one of us can look out and say, without a shadow of doubt, it wants to rain. Is that correct? Yes. Jesus said, the same way you can look out and you see the cloud and you know it wants to rain. It is the exact same way that there are signs of the season. That when you see these signs, you can say God is up to something. God is up to something. In this church, God is up to something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In this assembly, God is up to something. And when God is up to something, it is up to the zeal of the Lord to perform it. There are times when we pray through and press into a breakthrough. But there are times when we pray to just stay. We wait on the Lord. Do you understand? Because it is his own timing and God is not slow. God is not slow. It's his timing. So we, we just, we see that God is up to something. I can't pray and make that thing happen faster than it's going to happen. But what I can do is I can pray and say, God, help me to be patient and to stay till that time comes. Because I know it will come. It's not far again. It looks like it wants to rain. No matter how much you pray now, you won't make the rain fall faster than it's going to fall. The rain will fall when it's meant to start falling. Are you with me? So we must be discerning. As believers, be discerning. Sometimes the sign you will see is just new instructions from the Holy Ghost. You just start feeling this prompting in your heart. It's time to take some time out to pray. It's time to take some time out to fast. Don't say, eh, it's not yet time for spiritual week of emphasis in church now. When that time comes, the, the thing is this. You may miss that window of opportunity when it opens because of disobedience. I've taught you this before. I think um, one of the miracle services last year, Protocols of a Divine Encounter. I told you that it is in God's pattern to meet you halfway. That's the way God works. God does not spoil his children. He does not say, don't worry, I'll just do everything for you. No, he doesn't behave like that. It is in his pattern to meet you halfway. Are you blind? Okay. Spit on mud, put it on your eyes. Now go and wash yourself. Why didn't Jesus? You know, there were people Jesus said, be healed. And they were healed. But in that instance, the guy had come halfway to meet Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on me. He said, stop shouting. Jesus is busy. And then the Bible said he increased his voice even more. He had met Jesus halfway. Are you with me? But then there was a sudden when Jesus was passing by, met him, he was blind, he spat on mud, put it on his eyes, said, go and wash yourself. Where Jesus sent him to wash himself was outside the city. So he would have needed a guide. The guide would hold his hand and say, let's go. Don't worry, take one step forward. And all through that journey, he would have been asking questions. Why didn't Jesus just open my eyes like that? What kind of humiliation is this? You spit on mud, you put it on my eyes because I'm blind, because I asked you for a healing. What if it does not work? Why do I have to go all the way outside the city to go? And these are questions we ask ourselves when God gives us instructions. 
Why do I have to go all the way outside the city to go and get my eyes healed? Why doesn't Jesus just do it now? But he would have gone, washed his eyes, and guess what? He's healed. So the Lord gives you a specific instruction. I want you to wake up every day in this period for one week by 4 a.m. You will pray from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Okay? Okay. Then the next day, you now start arguing with the Holy Ghost that there's no re- it's not really important if I pray by 4 or if I pray by 6. So why don't I just start my prayers by 7 in the morning? You have missed it. Do you hear what I'm saying? You have missed it. We must be discerning and obedient. So number one, be discerning. Number two, be obedient. Many times when I hear the testimonies that we have from miracle services, I'm amazed. And one of the things I think about is, what if we never started them? You know, the Lord gave me an instruction. At the end of every month, last Sunday of every month, do a miracle service. Imagine if I now told God that God, must it be last Sunday? We have a teaching series that we must finish. Why can't I do it once every three months? There will be many months that the Lord will seek to touch his people, but I've deprived them of that thing. For the zeal of the Lord to perform it, we must partner with him. Are you with me? This is a short charge. I will soon, will soon pray, and then I will lay hands on as many as the Lord will permit me to. Are you with me? Say, I will be sensitive to the leading of God. Say, I will be sensitive to the directions of God. See, I'll be sensitive to the work of God. I say, I'll be obedient to the instructions of God. <laughs> when, you see, when you see a man that has a relationship with God and it looks like he's doing things with ease, that's ah. I covet the ease with which this guy does things. It's not really ease. It's timing and positioning. Are you with me? The race is not to the swift, the Bible says. I've told you before. That scripture scares me. The race is not to the swift. Neither is battle to the the strong. um, Nor bread to men of strength. It says, but time and chance happeneth to them all time and chance two things that are outside of your control our generation we exalt uh, self-made people I was self-made I worked hard for this and I'm not eliminating the place of hard work we must work hard but there's a principle in scriptures and it is that time and chance happens to them all So it is not hard work alone. There are factors beyond your control that contribute to your success. Are you hearing what I'm saying? For instance, a couple of years ago, 
tech, going into tech, software development was the in thing. Is that correct? Uh, then that was, you, you learned how to program softwares. You learned how to, they built the computer. There was a whole dot-com bubble. It crashed. The next, the next big thing was social media. The people who spearheaded these movements did not know that they were spearheading anything. It was time and chance that happened to them. Time and chance, that's all. They had a skill, and somehow at the right time, they used it, and the opportunity came, and they were already there. Now, I'm saying that because many people in this world will go every day hoping for their big break, hoping for the day that the chance will meet their skill because they don't know when it will happen. The believer has an advantage. We have the leading of the Spirit. We have the leading of the Spirit. So the Lord can tell you, think about it. Years ago, if you were going into tech, I'm talking about three, four, five years ago, you would most likely be going into product design, product management, project management, and the popular tech part. A select few people saw that they were, there was something called um, data analytics, right? And decided to learn it. When nobody else was learning that, people were not hiring for it at the time. But suddenly now, AI is the new big thing. And everybody wants to learn data analysis. We have an advantage, and it's the Holy Ghost. That you can be scrolling through your phone, and you just see something on data analysis. You scroll past it, the Holy Ghost will say, go back. Learn this thing. Say, what am I learning it for? They're not really hiring anybody for it. Say, learn it. You will learn it. So, it will now be interesting. By the time they're hiring people, you have three years experience. You have four years experience. Others will still be entering at a junior level. You've gone far. I'm teaching you the principle of ease. Is the leading of the Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We have that. So learn to obey. The race is not necessarily to the swift. Look at that. Ecclesiastes 9.11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor battle to the strong, nor neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Time and chance happeneth. I've heard that there's a brother in this church, I'm praying with him for a friend of his. I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not um, endorsing this behavior, but the guy wrote his CV, applied for jobs, many, he didn't get. Someone took that CV, changed the name and address. That's all they changed. Dropped the CV and got a job. Same CV. Same one. It goes beyond skill. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If as a believer, you are living your life just on skill alone, ah, you will suffer. Do you know what it means? It means that you are qualified. They are just not seeing you. 
and you are not praying. Ha. You better pray. And it happens. There was a lady I prayed for years ago. This was the problem she brought to me. This is how she put it. In my group of friends, I feel like everybody just doesn't see me. Like people will see me, the ones that see me, you know when I say see me, I'm not talking about physically now. I'm talking about with respect to relationships. The ones that hear of me and see me have a bad opinion about me. They don't, there's no reason why. They just have a bad, it's not like someone is telling them something. They just form an opinion that and have it. Now, I know that sometimes maybe you have a strong looking face and people may think you are snobbish because of your face. No, that's not what was going on here. It wasn't one person, two people, it wasn't six people. <laughs> I'm telling you that there are certain things that as believers, when you notice this thing, you just say, you know what, I think I need to take time to praise. It's discernment, it's a sign. Maybe I need to just pray. Praise the Lord. But the one thing I can guarantee you is that one with the Holy Ghost has time and chance on his side. Before Jesus died in Matthew, 20, Matthew 22, I think, before he died, he called his disciples aside and he told them, there are certain signs you will see. When you see them, flee to the mountains. Don't look back. Just run to the mountains. So when they started to see those signs, about 10 to 30 years after Jesus had died, they all ran to the mountains. Now, this is the interesting thing. The signs that they saw were the signs that heralded or preceded the destruction of Jerusalem. Such that, if you read history, um, there, there is a saying, the streets run red. That's, it's from that occurrence, the destruction of Jerusalem, that that saying was popularized. Because the streets literally ran red with people's blood. Like they would kill people, their bloods would be flowing. The streets, you, you had streams of blood. They massacred everyone. But not one Christian was hurt. Why? Jesus told them 30 years earlier, if you see this sign, run. They saw the sign, they ran. Imagine if they saw the sign and they were like, okay, it means that war is coming. Can't we advocate for peace? Can't we just, let's, no. Obey the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? Are you seeing this sign? Run! Sometimes, that voice, that's leading in your heart. This thing that you're going through is not ordinary. Pray. It's not, it's not because you're a Pentecostal Christian and you're over-spiritualizing everything. It's the Holy Ghost. Be wise. Be wise. Okay, if you pray and it wasn't really a problem from hell, what's the worst that can happen? You prayed. But if it was a problem from hell and you didn't pray, you're in trouble. If we have Jesus on our side, we have time and chance on our side. Yeah. 
I remember when I was going to get married. I think this is probably the last story I'll share, then we'll pray. When I was going to get married, I was going to pick a date for the wedding. And the Holy Ghost said, pick February this. The Holy Ghost told me, do the wedding in February. I said, okay, I'll do it before my birthday. Now, to put it in perspective, we did introduction in October. So October, we did introduction in October. Our parents met to plan the wedding for the first time in December. Uh -huh. So when you tell them, December before February, yes. So when I said, the Holy Ghost said, I didn't tell them the Holy Ghost said, I just said we're doing the wedding in February. They said it's not possible. I said it must be. <laughs> we must find a way to make it happen in February. My dad said, we'll do the wedding in April. We, my dad said, let's move the wedding to April. I know it's hurrying you. It's doing you to marry. But if you wait two more months till April, nothing will happen. I said, no, February. So, now, understandably so, my dad said, if you do it in February, I won't drop money. You. Not because I don't want to. I don't have money that I planned for your wedding is expensive. I said, whatever money I have, we used to do the wedding. However big the wedding is, we'll do it like that. But it must happen in February. So we did the wedding in February. March 15th, 2020, they locked everywhere down for a year. <laughs> if I didn't do my wedding in February, I wouldn't have done it till December or February the next year. Time and chance. Ah, you are lucky. <laughs> my dad, after the wedding, one day we went to visit because we, we, we stayed in Festac together. So it was easy for us to move around Festac even if there was a lockdown. We went to visit the house. He was not telling my mom that, ah, that is like Ogejuko knew that he insisted on February because if he had waited, I'm sure he would not have forgiven us. I said, no, I'll forgive you. It's just I will not drop money again. Ah, even bride prices, you that will pay it. <laughs> See, because when I was ready to drop, he said no. It, it cost a lot of, I'm serious. So it, my mother-in-law said, I've never seen a wedding. Where is the children are dictating what the, I said, sorry, ma. We'll do it in February. It cost, ah, it cost problem. Well, everybody was thankful that we did it in February. There is the leading of the Lord that delivers you from trouble. I pray over your life. You will be sensitive to hear it. When you want to take the wrong move, you will hear the Holy Ghost say, not that move. In the name of Jesus. Bow your heads, pray in the language of the Spirit. Thank you for listening. For more, head over to circlechurchglobal.org or visit any of the church campus addresses on the website. God bless you.